and welcome back to episode two of the preseason of season three of the Left Coasters podcast. My name is Tony Cavallo. I'm with Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio. I'm with Brian, the ballerina, Balzarini. And we are here to break down the divisions before the season begins with the best Left Coaster game that you know. That is the Marry, Fuck, and kill. We're here. We're going to go through every division. We're going to tell you what team we're going to marry. Definitely a division winner. What team we're going to get frisky with. They could cause some problems. And what team is dead before the ball even kicks off this Thursday, September 6th, where it's Philly hosting somebody. And it's going to be a great start. <laughs> I'm so excited. I don't even need to know the matchups. That's like how excited I am for the 2018 football season. <laughs> so if you're listening to us right now, this is episode two of three of our preseason uh, episodes we're recording. The first one was the Rams and Chargers breakdown that should be available to you via Instagram, via Facebook, via the website, whatever you need. The second episode is this Mary Fuck Kill Divisional Preview. And the third episode is coming the day the season opens, that Thursday, September 6th, where we We'll be breaking down the week one picks. We will be doing the first of many gravestones, and we will also be giving you our playoff and Super Bowl predictions. But today, gentlemen, we're breaking down the divisions. We're giving the hot takes. We're shooting from the hip, and we're saying, I truly believe this will happen this season. So, Dangles, are you ready to go down these divisions? I am absolutely ready. Uh, I have been mulling this over. I've got some interesting answers that I think you guys will appreciate. I'm sure I've got some stuff that you guys will call me stupid for and call absolutely. me and call Without me out on. What good would it be uh, if that didn't part didn't exist? So I'm pumped. Can't wait. Brian the Ballerina, are you ready to break down these divisions? I'm beyond ready. I'm excited to talk about some of these new coaches, these uh-huh. new quarterbacks, these new schemes. We got Aaron Rodgers back this season. So I'm excited to see what uh, what you guys think about some of the some of the bold predictions or not so bold predictions we'll be making over the course of this show. Absolutely. And we're going to do it a little bit differently than years past. Each of the hosts were given a, a division to themselves that they will be marrying, fucking, and killing by themselves. The other two will either be agreeing or pot shotting. Knowing the three people in this room, I think there's going to be a lot more pot shots than agreements. But let's jump right in and break it down. We're going to start with the AFC. And we're going to go right in to what might be the most competitive division in all of the NFL this season. It is the division that your Los Angeles Chargers take a part of. It is the AFC West. And this AFC West division will be broken down by the one, the only, the Brian, the ballerina, Bowserini. Brad guy, AFC West has four teams that could easily win this division and make it into the playoffs. But last year was led by the Kansas City Chiefs, who were 10-6 and and won the division. Our Los Angeles Chargers one game out of it, 9-7, and after having a terrible start to the season. The Oakland Raiders, with the new head coach, John Gruden, were 6-10 and last year. And the Denver Broncos, who Tony picked to win the Super Bowl, or at least be close <laughs> to it, were 5-11 and and have a new quarterback in case motherfucking Keatum. He's back again. Who would have saw that coming? So, my friend, marry, fuck, kill for me, the AFC West. So I'm going to marry the Los Angeles Chargers. All right. I love it. Put it it in. Start it off. I think we can all agree that the Los Angeles Chargers, if it weren't for some of those injuries last year, as we talked about in the last episode, but but all the pieces that they put together in the offseason. We, we didn't talk about Derwin James last episode. No. I'm excited to see what he can do. Yeah, I'm excited. Absolutely. Despite some of the injuries that we've seen, I still think the Los Angeles Chargers are a couple wins away from being a 10-11 team, 10-11 win team very easily. So I'm marrying the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. I like it. I would love the Los Angeles Chargers to have fun in this division. I don't know if I agree with the marry, but let's see where else we're going here. So I am going to fuck... The Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. With Patrick Mahomes. With Patrick Mahomes. That was not made easily uh-huh. because of that one factor. But what I, when I went through the roster, I think when you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, they're not, they're not built for Patrick Mahomes. They're built for the run, and they're built for a good team, uh, a good team defense. You know, they've got Barry back this year. They've got Kendall Fuller, who is by all uh, predictions one of the best unknown quarters in the league absolutely so, Kendall they, Fuller. so they've got him back in the mix and uh i think they upgraded their team quite well in the offseason so I, I i really see them doing well remember they finished first last year and they and they finished uh they finished uh very strong so yes. what separates them from the los angeles Chargers this year I think Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I think Kareem Hunt. step down. Yes. And I think Kareem Hunt, also being the talent that he is, everybody's going to be game planning against him. And now it's going to be on Patrick Mahomes to be picking up 
you know, crafty defenses all over the league. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to be a good quarterback. I think it's going to be a rough start uh, early on in the season for him because I think it's going to take some time for him to adjust. We've seen in the preseason him have some really amazing throws. You yeah. see that, that yes. was he, he can, 78-yard bomb? It. Well, that's perfect for somebody like Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. So you and, and you, they still have Kelsey. So he's got a lot of weapons around him. I think they're going to be. Yeah. I think they're going to have some opportunities to beat good teams with good defenses. But I think the upgrade this year is their is their defense and and having uh, Eric Berry back is huge. I don't. I, here's the thing: the thing that separates me from Kansas City, why I would marry Kansas City over the Chargers, is just that Andy Reid. As much as he, we can make fun of him for his late game timeouts and the clock management, all that stuff, this man knows quarterbacks and knows offenses. And this man had one of the best statistical quarterbacks on his team last year on a team that made the playoffs. Andy Reid's not a dumb guy. He traded away Alex Smith because of how much he trusted Patrick Mahomes and how much he wanted Mahomes to be captaining this very current iteration of this team. I think Andy Reid knows what he's doing. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to light up this NFL season. Now, is he going to have games where he throws three interceptions because he's just trying to sling it? Yes. But he's also going to have games where they score 40 points by the third quarter. I guarantee it. I think Kansas City is going to be really tough to beat this year. I don't think that the Kansas City Chiefs aren't going to be a great team. I just think that when you talk about Phillip Rivers— uh, you talk about Melvin Gordon, um, and you talk about that offensive line improving yeah. and that defensive uh, that defensive front the that, that, the, that the Chargers, the Chargers have. Yeah. I don't think that when it comes down to it, it's going to be like last year for the Chargers, where they're going to win three to four games by less than three points, hoping that their kicker uh, uh, improves this year. Yeah. That's the thing. And, and Kansas City's got a got a huge advantage in the special teams uh, uh, area. So yes, it's going to be tight. I just think. Law of averages. I think the 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 L.A. Chargers are going to be a better team than they were last year. All right, year. so that leaves you with John Gruden's Raiders versus Case Keenum's Broncos. Who are you killing? Who's not going to be good this year? I am throwing the Denver Broncos into the trash heap <laughs> this year. What are you wow, oh four God. wins. Wow. Calling it four, four wins. wins. Worse they, than last season? No, absolutely. Not. I don't know if I buy that. I think they're. I think the head coach is going to be is going to be looking for a new job this time next year. Okay. I I don't think. Vance is going to be a head coach this time next year because I think they put too much they're putting too much in the lap of Case Keenum. I they're going to be rushing a r- rookie running back in Royce Freeman. Yes. Their offensive line is not better than no. it was last year. Uh yes, their defensive line is one of the most impressive defensive lines in the league, but you know, but Chubb and 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 and, and Vaughn are going to be uh, scary. very scary. scary very throw. scary. But I don't believe that their defensive backfield is better without Aqib Talib. No. I don't think that they're uh, they improved their linebacking core this season, mm. uh, and, and I just I don't see the advantage, the competitive advantage that they have over teams like. Uh, uh, Kansas City, L.A., or even Oakland. I mean, we haven't talked about Oakland. That's kind of the X factor yeah. here. I, I think Oakland is going to be a, a much better team than the Denver Broncos were last year. I, I don't think, barring injury, I don't think there's a chance in hell Denver doesn't win more than six games. I think all of these teams are going to be competitive and in the wild card hunt because of how good they are. It depends on how much they beat up on each other. But Denver is going to be so good in the fact that Case Keenum, even with a ragged offensive line, he was the best quarterback statistically under pressure last year against Minnesota. And Minnesota's offensive line was terrible so he knows what to do with his checkdowns and his quick offs and being able who's to he s- throwing to that's uh, he has great receivers Demarius and Emmanuel Sanders like those players can play but you don't know that because he had Trevor Simeon on the team last two years I understand that I think Denver is still a tough place to play I think they're going to steal games and I think Case Keenum's is leagues better than the people they had there last year and I just think like they were close they were close in a lot of those games and they fell apart late because you know everyone was mad at each other in the locker Vance room Joseph, man I don't know I just don't see it I don't trust Vance either but I don't think Denver's a four-win team but Dangles, you have anything to say about Oakland or anything else that we uh, Brian broke down here? I think Oakland is going to surprise some people this year. I think Amari Cooper bounces back big time this season. I'm partially hoping that from a fantasy standpoint because <laughs> I like him on in fantasy this year. But I also think he's too good of a wide receiver not to get uh, to break back into it. Marshawn Lynch looks awfully good in the preseason too. He has been barreling through people as well uh, at at a pretty Herculean pace. So I wouldn't be surprised if we maybe see some flashes of uh, you know Beastquake Marshawn Lynch from uh, years past, and, and it would absolutely be a game changer. Uh, and they made improvements on defense. Adding Derek Johnson to their linebacking core is a huge, huge gain for them. And I think they've made some ads in the secondary as well. Their defensive so, line looks really good this preseason. I mean, too. Khalil Mack. It's hard to argue with. It's hard to argue with a guy Khalil like right that, now. It's hard to argue with a guy like him. Being just being on that team, they don't yeah. have him right oh, yeah. now. But come the regular season, I mean, you know, he's obviously one of the most fearsome edge rushers in the league. So I think you shouldn't sleep on the Oakland Raiders. I could, if I were doing this division 
I think I might even go with them as as my fuck potentially for I, this I, for I, this because I I think they're going to play well and I think John Gruden has a big portion of, uh, portion of the reason why because the players want to play for him. If he can be anything like he was when he first was the head coach of Oakland, that's going to be a fun team to watch. We'll I think see so. what happens. But that's uh, that's how Brian breaks down the AFC West. So after this break, we're going to Diggity Dangles to break down his New England Patriots AFC East. Left coasters. All right, Dangles, you've had plenty of time to heal from the Super Bowl loss for your New England Patriots, but now we're breaking down the division that they haven't lost since uh, Ronnie Brown was the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> we have the New England Patriots in the AFC East. They were 13-3 and last year, missing Julian Edelman for the first four games, but they have Tom Brady for every single one. The Buffalo Bills came in second. They were 9-7. and seven. It looks like Josh Allen's going to be the QB of the future there. Miami Dolphins were 6-10, and 10, but Ryan Tannehill comes back and apparently is a veteran captain now. And finally, the New York Jets were 5-11 and 11 last year, but hey, they are a completely different team with Sam I am Darnold as their quarterback. For the first time that I can remember, Dangles, the AFC East actually has viable quarterbacks not named Tom Brady in it, and that makes it interesting. They might not beat New England, but at least they will give them a couple of games and scare them a bit. So, Dangles, break us down. Marry, fuck, kill the AFC East. All right. Well, uh, it should come as no surprise to you that I'm marrying the New England Patriots, and that's not just because they're my team. Uh, In the 18 years since the Belichick era began in 2000, the Patriots have won the AFC East 15 times. They have come in second or worse just three times, that means. Two of those seasons, 2000 and 2008, did not feature a man by the name of Thomas Brady (laughs) at quarterback. That means there's only one one season, which was 2002, where the Patriots didn't make the playoffs and Tom Brady was quarterback. That's uh-huh. scary. Uh-huh. That that is a track record of success that is very very difficult to argue with. And even when they and when Brady went down in 08, they still went 11 and five. There's no with reason Matt to believe Castle. with Matt freaking castle there's no reason to believe that so long as bill belichick is still a coach and so long as tom brady is still a quarterback this team isn't going to win the division it is absolutely theirs to lose sure they lost guys like deon lewis and brandon cooks and nate soldier uh uh, who are going to leave big holes in the offense uh but uh i don't have any reason to believe brady won't be as good as he always is they added a former thousand yard rusher in jeremy hill to their uh to their running back core that already sports james white and rex burkhead which is going to make things tough to defend and game plan for uh uh, when you're playing out against the Patriots and they've added a couple of veteran pass rushers as well in Adrian Claiborne and Danny Shelton Uh, I like their odds to win the AFC uh, East again this year and um, you know make another run at a Super Bowl we'll see how the playoffs go I hear you I think the real question is the next one out of those three other teams which one are you marrying which team is going to win a game in New England Uh, I think if anybody wins a game in New England I think the Jets might sneak one from them. It's wow. entirely possible. Hundred percent agree. I think. I think it, it could. It's just a. I don't know. I got a gut feeling about it. If you were asking me where the Patriots were going to lose, I would say absolutely they lose their road game in Miami because they, for some reason, cannot win in Miami. But I don't know. The Jets could be sneaky good this year, potentially. In in at least in that game in the Patriots. I don't. I don't like them because I'm not fucking anybody in this division. It's completely unfuckable <laughs> outside of the Patriots. I'm killing the New York Jets the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, you're not even putting no, the paper no, bag I'm just over going one. I'm just finishing my beer and going home alone. I don't want anything to do with the rest of this division. I don't think any of these teams really have anybody who can step up and be a game breaker for them when the time is right. Yeah. The, the 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 I mean Danny Amendola has playoff and Super Bowl experience in the wide receiving core for the Dolphins. Robbie Anderson was explosive last year and turned into a legitimate downfield threat yeah. for Josh McCown. I just don't and those the Bills don't have anybody besides Shady McCoy really. I just don't see any way that these teams are going to be able to keep up with the high octane offenses that so many of the very very good teams, the playoff contenders have. It's right, that guy. simple. Do you uh out of those three teams that Dangles mercilessly killed all three at once? Do you pull anyone out of the grave and you say I might take this one home and see what's up? I might take the Jets. I think I think I agree with you. Only because I think Bulls is an excellent coach. Yeah. And I don't know if I go that far. Bunny Colvin, an excellent coach. What he did last year with the New York Jets was a very impressive, impressive job. Mm-hmm. Like I they were easily my they I think they were my first kill last year. They were easily the worst. <laughs> they team did a last lot year. they did a lot with a little. Absolutely. And they were able to secure what I think is 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 probably one of the 
best young quarterbacks in the league who could pull out some surprise stops if he if he gets the start. The best part is uh, New York Jets in the preseason are the, the single-handedly best team to watch during the preseason. Oh, they're Every so much fun. Every quarterback put on the field can it's play fun football. fun to watch. But let's move on. That's the AFC East, won by the New England Patriots for the 70th year in a row. <laughs> now we're moving on to the AFC North, and yours truly will be breaking this one down. Left Coasters. And we are back now with the AFC North. This has been Pittsburgh's division for the last few seasons as well, but I think there's some teams that can come up and sort of shake the cobwebs of Pittsburgh a little bit. They went 13-3 and yet last year, the Steelers did. The uh, Ravens were second place with 9-7, and losing out on the playoffs on a heartbreaking finish to Week 17. The Cincinnati Bengals were 7-9 and and somehow kept Hugh, uh, not Hugh Jackson, that's the next team, somehow kept Marvin Lewis as their head coach. And the Browns, the second team ever, to go 0 and 16, kept their head coach, kept their GM, got new players all over the field. So, now I have to sit here and try to marry fuck kill this division. I think the first one's easy. I'm marrying Big Ben Roethlisberger until he falls over and and just l- leaks away into retirement. No surprise. I'm marrying Pittsburgh. I like Mike Tomlin. I love Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell. Big Ben can get it done for me until he can't. The real fun is where you fuck. Yeah, where are you going with that? Because you have Baltimore, who's 9-7. and seven. Joe Flacco seems to have a fire lit under him because yes. he has a, a person behind him that might steal his job. You have the uh, uh, Andy Dalton trying to make a name for himself and show that he can play quarterback because there's no one with a shorter lease than Andy Dalton this year and Marvin Lewis, too, since he's going to be hungry. And then you have Cleveland, hard knocks. They got, you know, they're the new LeBron. LeBron's out of town. It's the Brown City now, which is a weird thing God to say, but it's help true. Them. Baker Mayfield livens him up. Tyrod or Tyrod, however you say it now, his, he, he's a good player, and he's going to have a chance to showcase as a veteran leader. Jarvis Landry is blessing people all over the place. I think I'm fucking Go ahead the Cleveland him. Browns. I really do. I think the AFC is really weak this year. I think it's very, very top-heavy other than the next division that we do, the AFC South. I don't think there's a lot of guaranteed wild-card teams. I think the Browns can be feisty. I think the Browns can beat up the Ravens, can beat up the Bengals, can beat up the other teams on their really weak schedule thanks to going 0-16, and I think they can win some games and actually be viable for a 500 record. I think it's Tyrod Taylor's team. I think Baker Mayfield sits, but I think behind Carlos Hyde running the ball, behind Jarvis Landry, Josh Gordon, and Antonio Callaway catching the ball, they have tight ends, two of them that are really good. They have a defense that has some playmakers on it. The juju in Cleveland, this could be HBO poisoning my mind again, like it does every year with hard knocks, but the juju in Cleveland is strong. I like Cleveland. Do you guys agree or disagree with my Browns fucking? I disagree. Ugh. Really? I Who else are you fucking in this division? I, I unfortunately am fucking the Baltimore Ravens. But I, what are you, you going to say, Dangles? Uh, no, I, I mean, I, I think for all the reasons Tony said, there is that 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 is they are all good reasons to jump on the Browns train this year. I mean, this team it can only go up from here. Has to. They they have to go up. And frankly, I just don't see where like the Browns added some serious meat at positions where they were severely lacking. Yes. They have a quarterback who can not only move in the pocket, but can throw the ball downfield and make, and make big decisions. boy throws, yeah. make those throws you have to make late in the game. Uh, you took this Buffalo team that we just castrated and took them to a 9-7 and seven record, put them in the playoffs. Last year, you probably heard me say a lot that the Buffalo Bills were not a team that were built to come back. That was not because Tyrod Taylor was their quarterback. That no. was because he had no weapons. This year, he's got a backfield they can rotate in and out situationally. He's got four or five wideouts in, in addition to the three that you mentioned. He's got that can, a, he's, they can yeah. pl- actually play ball. Uh, they've got tight ends. They do have playmakers on defense. They have a defensive line that's semi-formidable. And their offensive line, with the exception of now the now missing Joe Thomas uh, is more or less the exact same that it has been. I don't think there's any reason. I, I just haven't seen the, the the Ravens who have had, had any real heft at I, their playmaker position. I like Joe Flacco. I, I I think when when he's I don't know how you can't not be motivated in the NFL, but I understand if you've got a fire lit under you now and you're ready to prove people wrong again. I like the Flacco thing. I just don't think Michael Crabtree and the people Flacco has around him is as scary as what Cleveland has around him, which is I agree. so odd to say, but I think it's true. Uh, as for who I'm killing, I'm killing the Bengals. The Bengals might be the worst team in football this year. 
I think they're bad. I, I think Andy Dalton stinks. I think Marvin I feel Lewis. Feel bad for you. Did you watch any of that game against the Cowboys? Oh, Holy boy. shit! Just, <laughs> it, it, he it, couldn't. He couldn't hit the friggin' broadside of a barn with a beach ball. Like if you went to a Cleveland practice nice or you watch or you watch a Cleveland game, you can see fire on the sidelines. You can see people like excited for things. I don't think there's any excitement in Cincinnati this year. I just don't think there is. There's not much to be excited about. It's going to be a tough year for them. I really, really think that I am killing the Bungles. But Brad guy. Brian, yeah, I, well, I'm curious. Fight for the Ravens here, Yeah, I, I'm why, curious why to know. Why are you picking them? Why? So I, I think Jim Harbaugh is a superior coach to Hugh Jackson. And I think. I will agree with you. With an excellent wardrobe of khaki pants. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think what what the last couple preseasons showed me that Joe Flacco is more hungry than he ever has been. Mm-hmm. And I think with a team like, you know, you you brought up Crabtree. Crabtree statistically is one of the best receivers in He's the league. Very good past few years. Like crazy yeah. good with the Baltimore Ravens. I don't have very, any stats for you, but consistent. like. Exactly. And I read some really weird stats about it. I was like, Michael Crabtree related yeah. to fantasy. Yes. But Michael Crabtree is going to be a, a There's guy. There's a lot of hype around him in it's fantasy weird. this year. It's, it's really, really weird. Um, but I still think you've got guys, because look how they drafted this year. They got that, that tight end out of South Carolina. He's, Hayden Hurst. He's, he's immediately plug and play. And, and plug and play and I think you've got a solid offensive line and I think that defense every freaking year yeah. is 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 really really good. Yeah. So I don't ever and I've and I've slept on the Baltimore Ravens too many times. I just don't believe that the Cleveland Browns are going to pull guys from the rafters and bring them to the bring them to the city of Cleveland and gel them together yeah. and win games repeatedly and regularly. I I just I think Cleveland's got to prove to me that they know how to win before I, I before I put my before I put my 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 wiener on the line to 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 promote them uh as as my fuck i understand it i understand it i'm going with cleveland hard knocks has me uh has me thinking crazy things for the the city of cleveland this year and, but i'm going with the browns and josh gordon is still too much of an x factor for me i i yeah hey he, he came back is. last year with like no preparation and came into the game and proceeded to Dude, dominate speaking of a man who missed more games the past few seasons than he has played let's move on to the next division and the afc south which the ballerina will be finishing the afc and breaking down for us you ready for the afc south my man let's do it let's do it after the break and now we finish the afc with what might be a topsy-turvy division this year with all these teams fighting. They, this used to be the team that, like, if you went 8-8, eight and eight, you won the division. I don't think that's the case anymore. AFC South has the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes, the Jacksonville Jaguars as the defending champions. They went 10-6 and six last year ba- uh, behind an amazing defense. The Tennessee Titans snuck into the playoffs, too, at 9-7 and seven with Marcus Mariota. The Indianapolis Colts went 4-12 and 12 without Andrew Luck. Now Mr. Luck is back. And finally, the Texans, the Houston Texans, 4-12 and as well, but they lost to Sean Watson after he lit up the few games he played. All of these QBs seem to be coming back, and all of them seem to be healthy. So let's break down what could be. Andrew Luck is the oldest quarterback in this division. That's all I got to say. Andrew Luck, who is relatively young, oldest quarterback in this division. This is a fun division for the future of the NFL. Brian, who are you marrying out of the AFC South? I am marrying the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, okay. Here's why the Jacksonville Jaguars have my heart. Their defense is probably the most complete defense, top to bottom. It is the it is to tell you how deep this team is, they took a defensive tackle with their first overall pick in 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 Dave and Bryan. I think they know exactly what their bread and butter is. Mm-hmm. And that is we're gonna protect Blake Bortles, not force Blake to win games. We're gonna win games for him and we're gonna allow him to feel comfortable enough mm-hmm. and not crap the bed enough to to just manage the game. And mm-hmm. I think with Leonard Fournette dropping twenty pounds and looking the best he's ever had, the the healthiest he has ever, and then at the same time picking up guys like DJ Shark in the draft, mm-hmm. wide receivers, and 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 feeling like we can load up. And Jalen Ramsey, I know he's talking all kinds of nonsense. He deserved to be to be booted for that week he was, but I have to say I, I still think he's the best corner in in in, in, uh, in, in the scary. in the league. He is scary. So yes. I haven't I saw no drop off. It's just now that there's a winning culture. I really believe that the Jacksonville Jaguars believe that they should have been in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So so I, I truly believe that the Jacksonville Jaguars are coming in with expectations. How they handle it uh, will be will be the X factor for once. But I think that the Jacksonville Jaguars and not to mention 
who they brought in if Blake Bortles does not perform. Their new quarterback behind Blake Bortles is Cody Kessler. Shut the fuck up. He ripped yeah. teams. Ripped up. teams in the preseason. Get out of here. He looked like a he looked like maybe the best backup in the league right now. Listen. So so my point being is if Blake Bortles does not perform well, Cody Kessler, all he's gotta do, all he's gotta do, you wanna talk about looking good for the Cleveland Browns, all he's gotta do is pull string a couple games together like he did in Cleveland. But that's but that's a that's a worst case scenario, and I think the, the, the Jacksonville Jaguars are more than capable of winning without Blake Bortles being his best. Blake Bortles is never his best. Blake yeah. Bortles' best games. He doesn't were, have to be. Blake Bortles' best games were in the playoffs last year, which got Joe Flacco and Blake Bortles. Do you think Blake like Bortles? Hold on. Do, you, do you think Blake Bortles is going to be better this year than he was last year? hundred percent worse. I think he's going to be. 100% oh worse. man, I don't agree. I with think that. he'll be the same. Hold on, or if not worse, Blake Bortles. You think he's going to be worse? You're Did, talking about Cody Kessler throwing dimes in the preseason. You know who hasn't thrown dimes in the preseason? Blake motherfucking Bortles. He doesn't I need to. His, yeah, I was going to say. Did you to. did you see Listen, that Jaguar game against the friggin' he Vikings? Is, oh my goodness. He has been terrible in the preseason and continues to not learn. Classic Blake. He has made. Yes, exactly. <laughs> classic classic Blake. Blake. He stinks. They still and won last year. They still won the division last on year. On the backs of defense and turnovers, and I think that defense and those turnovers will still be there, but Blake needs to continue to manage the games, and I don't trust the fact that he can. He is clearly the worst quarterback in this division, and I'm not putting money on them repeating as a 10-6 and 6 team. I will say this about this team. Leonard Fournette is a beast, and they will run him to the ground. He might get over <laughs> 300 carries this season because... Blake Bortles has no one to throw to. Marquise Lee and DJ Shark, sure, but he's a rookie wide receiver, and those normally do not pan out as well as they should. Shark's going to be like a four receiver behind D.D. Westbrook and Keelan Cole. D.D. fucking I'm not saying it's any better. I'm just saying he's not even going to be in the conversation. Those are the game breakers that you have to have Blake Bortles. Listen, if Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady were thrown to those receivers, yes, they could be serviceable receivers, but Blake Bortles does not make his receivers better. He needs the help, and he doesn't have it right now. I think there's a lot of low-scoring games in Jacksonville, and I'm not marrying them. Here's the thing about the Jacksonville Jaguars when I was covering them they didn't <laughs> the problem was not that no serious how many people in this room have actually covered an NFL team raise your hand oh just me Dangles. oh just me um so when I was covering the Jaguars their problem was not that they couldn't stop people from getting in the end zone. Their games were not super high scoring. They weren't getting blown out 27-31 to nothing. Their problem was they couldn't score. They couldn't put the ball over the plane of the goal line and get into the end zone. As good as your defense is, and I think I agree with you on every point you made about the Jaguars' defense, I just I worry that that business model is not tenable for them over a 16-game season. You cannot expect your defense to win you every single game eventually. The, the offense is going to have to do something, and that falls on the quarterback when it, the chips are down. Leonard Fournette's not going to be rushing the ball with two minutes left in the fourth quarter when they're on their own 30-yard line, and they need to drive 70 yards downfield to, to, to get into the end zone. They're not going to be giving the ball to Leonard Fournette. They're no, going to have to rely on Blake Bortles throwing and making good decisions. And I agree with you, Tony. I don't I, know that he's in the position to I, do that. I truly believe that this year's Denver Broncos are the Jacksonville Jaguars. A hundred percent. Who are you fucking? We're, we're disagreeing on Jacksonville. I can't wait to hear who you fucking This shouldn't be a huge surprise, but the Houston Texans are are going to be a very very scary That's team. That's the team I'm marrying. With yeah. a with a uh, with a healthy Deshaun Watson. There isn't much to say that we that hasn't already been said about Deshaun Watson, but what what can be said is how this team has done an amazing job over the last, you know, offseason continuing to bring guys in and build parts uh, around him that mm-hmm. will will be successful. I mean, DeAndre is going to be a nasty receiver. Hopkins um, is amazing. Having J.J. Watts back, having ha- having Whitney Merciless, having that, uh, uh, I mean, we're not even talking about Jadavian Clowney. Yep. I mean, that's scary to think about, that the third-best defensive lineman w- might be the most athletic in the league. Yep. It'll be just interesting to see what how, how this team kind of gels together because they tend to have really hot games and really cold games, and that was with Deshaun Watson. And playing his best. Um, I'm really concerned about this running game. They yeah. that was one thing they didn't improve. Yeah. And I don't think their def- their offensive line was great last year. So they're gonna have to kind of find ways to make do with less, I think. And I think uh, Lamar Miller is gonna be this this kind of X factor for me that I will determine. That was the only difference. I think running running the ball wins games in this league. Oh, 100%. So so to me that was the difference between the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Houston Texans. I think uh, Houston's run game is gonna be helped by Deshaun Watson just sort of being there and being present and having teams have it to be uh, uh, sort of stay true to play 
play in the past with Deshaun Watson back there. I love Houston this year. Do, do, do what do you think about O'Brien though? I'm a little worried I about really O'Brien. I like O'Brien. I mean, I don't know how he is as a, 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 a like in the locker room coach, but as for uh, analytics and sort of making a game plan and having an offense run, I really like Deshaun Watson. Made him look really competent last year. Yeah, he's never had a court. He's had Tom Savage and, and and Brock Osweiler as his quarterback. But here's the thing: is he believed in those guys? He thought he could win with those guys. That to me signals a a, a quarter or, or a head coach who thinks too highly of himself true, true. so that that scares me a little bit that the confidence factor in that in that locker room may not be realistic yeah I so like that's it. what i worry about uh who are you killing in this division you have indy i am gonna go with indy you're gonna kill andrew i am luck killing indy. indy i think as well as andrew luck might be throwing the ball i have zero faith in the pieces around him i really do i know that they got quentin nelson in the offseason that might help their running game a little bit but who's running the ball mac yeah yeah they have, they have who's he throwing of- to a lot of no. Well, T.Y. Hilton T.Y. is T.Y. Hilton's a, like quietly a very. You know who their starting tight end is? Eric Ebron. Eric motherfucking Ebron. Don't sleep on Jack Doyle. I was gonna say, what about Jack Doyle? Don't sleep on Jack Doyle. I think Ebron, he's a he's a blocking tight end that did okay. Yes, I think Ebron's a. They took a flyer on Ebron. I don't think sure Ebron thing. does a lot. And I don't see anything, at least in the off season, that signaled to me that their defense was gonna get any better either. They they were they were a leaky defense at best last year, and teams were putting bad teams were putting a bad points on them last year, and I and I just don't believe that. Andrew Luck's recovery will signal this team to to prominence overnight. I just don't see it, and especially considering he has not what he hasn't played a whole season. So I, I just uh, he has getting twenty six games in the last three seasons. So the issue will be is him getting acclimated. He's great. He's fantastic. He, he is maybe the the best quarterback in this division Hands when down. when healthy. Yeah. So with that being said, what's he going to do with with the team around him? He's not magic. I disagree. Okay, you disagree. But I tell think. me why Tennessee Titans with maybe some of the best skill players in the league, plus a an improved offensive line, is 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 going to be worse than the Indi- uh, Indianapolis Colts. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be worse record-wise by the end of the day, but I am taking the Indianapolis Colts home to bed, and I'm having fun with them that night because Andrew Luck is magic. Andrew Luck uh. is the real motherfucking deal. Listen, you can, point, you can look at Green Bay last year. How pitiful was Green Bay with Brett Hundley in a serviceable backup role? Like, you, you put Jacoby Brissett, Brett Hundley, Deshaun Kaiser, you put them all in a bag, they're pretty much the same quarterback to me. That's what Green Bay was. And then when Andrew Luck comes uh, Andrew Luck, when Aaron Rodgers comes back, Green Bay is a formidable team. A great quarterback can make that change. And I think Andrew Luck alone makes his team a 500 or better team. The Colts went 4-12 and last year. They were bad. The Green Bay Packers almost made the playoffs last year without Aaron Rodgers. That goes to show no, you... They, they were they were, they were, compe- they were, co- they were competitive. They were competitive. They are not a good good team without Andrew Luck. I, I th- yeah, No, they are not a good team without Andrew Luck. I think Andrew Luck is a great player. So you well, think Andrew Luck is a 7-7 seven, seven win yeah. swing? The question now becomes, down. okay, no. Andrew Luck is back. Are they a good team with him? I think so. With him and all the other pieces around. And I, I, I just, I don't know. I mean, I don't know that I'm... I don't know that I'm on that train enough to like take them as my fuck. I who you? Say, who would you kill? Who would I kill? I, the- I'm killing the Jaguars. I'm dead serious. I wow. think the Jaguars oh, are the wow. biggest fall from grace this wow. year. Put it, put it in the books. I'll, I'll remember that. Short the Jaguars. I shorted Oakland last year and was right. Short the Jaguars this year. I I, I'm, I would probably kill the Colts when I really when I really think about it because I just don't think. I mean, Andrew Luck is not by himself. Ryan good Grant to is make their that, starting wide receiver. Team. Ryan Grant stinks. <laughs> Ryan Grant is the starting wide receiver opposite T. Y. Hilton. But we, I just talked about how Blake Bortles, like a good quarterback, makes his receivers better. I think Andrew Luck is a good, if great, quarterback. Marlon now, Mack is the starting the running team, back. The team that we didn't backed talk up about by here, Robert Turbin. The team that we didn't talk about here made the wild card last year the Tennessee Titans they did not lose any players they only got older got better and just got a new head coach Mike Vrabel who seems to be livening things up and getting into drills with the players we talked about last year how much we love seeing Sean McVay run wide receiver drills with Sammy Watkins now Mike Vrabel is putting the pads on and hitting his linebacker as a defensive lineman doesn't surprise this me Tennessee, at all this Tennessee Titans team though there's a little bit of grit to him there's a little bit of fire to him Derrick Henry's a big man can they contend they have been Absolutely. the most they have been the most impressive preseason team yeah. and that whether that that doesn't mean a whole lot in the scheme of things, but it does signal that there is a, you know, significant improvement on their team. Corey Davis looks legit. Yeah. You know, you got Taylor Lewan looking like a. Like they have a stud. one of the best offensive lines just 
put together, period, I in the NFL. Play the, I wouldn't want to play Deion Lewis is a scary oh, compliment to Derrick Henry. Scary. You've got a big fire and ice uh, 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 thing going on there. And then you've got you've got all pros or pro bowlers at almost every level. You've got Jarrell Casey on the front line who's a pro bowler. You've got Wesley Woodyard as a linebacker who I believe is also a pro bowler. And you got Kevin Byard in his second year after being named uh, a first-team All-Pro in his first season. There's talent everywhere. There is talent everywhere on that team. For me, it's Marcus Mariota's season to lose for them. Like, Absolutely. It, it, depending on what version of Marcus Mariota we see, I think that dictates how the this Titans is, do. This is a huge season for both Mariota and his compatriot Jameis Winston over in Tampa Bay. This is a make-or-break career year for both of them. We're going to see, we're going to know completely who they are next year. It's like, you are you a great guy or are you a backup? And you might be fucking. Uh, you might rather be killing the Jacksonville Jaguars, but I might take Blake Bortles over what I saw last year out of Ma- uh, Marcus Mariota. Get the fuck out of Marcus here. Mariota is not a gamer when it when the game is on the line. That's yeah. that's the sad I, thing. I, I, that's I the real sad thing. He, he I hope he's game. not. I hope I hope he ch- proves me wrong this year, and I hope they both do well. But that's what that, that that's my Mary. Yeah, he kill. in fact almost single handedly won that game against yeah. the Chiefs, if I remember correctly. He, he so he I don't know if I agree one with game? the assessment. That N- name me any time Marcus Mario took over the take in took the over playoffs. a game. Uh, I've seen I've seen I've seen Blake Bortles take over a game. <laughs> Blake Bortles. Hey, was, was that, that in Madden? The season will. It was the playoffs last year, if I recall last year. The season will. Pittsburgh Steelers. Whether we are right or wrong. And again, we just finished the AFC, and if you want to hear what these three idiots think is going to happen in the playoffs at the end of this season, tune in next week when we break down the playoffs, we do week one picks, we do week one gravestones, and we tell you who's winning the Super Bowl. But for right now, we're going to take a break and jump right into the NFC. Left Coasters. All right, gentlemen, let's break it down. The marry, fuck, kill of the NFC. We're going to start again in the division that hosts your Los Angeles Rams. They are the defending champions of this division, Diggity Dangle. So break it down for us. Marry, fuck, kill the NFC West. You have the Rams coming off an 11-5 record. The Seattle Seahawks coming off a 9-7 record without the Legion of Boom. The Arizona Cardinals were 8-8. Eight eight last season, but they have major changes across that whole team. And lastly, pretty Jimmy. Pretty Jimmy is 6-10 and of the 49ers, but they are a whole new team with Garoppolo back there. Dangles, marry, fuck, kill the West. Oh, baby. All right, so my Mary is the Los Angeles Rams, and that's not just because I'm a homer. This team, top to to bottom, is the best team in the NFC West and maybe on paper the best team in the NFC, period. They are skilled at every single level of their offense and defense. They have experience. The one big question mark that we talk about is the linebackers, and we honestly don't know what's going to happen with them. Uh, uh, There is some experience there. It's entirely possible the linebacking course surprises us this year. Hopefully we won't have to rely on them too much because the interior pressure from Indama Kinsu and Aaron Donald will mean that no quarterback is getting off more than two throws a game. Crazy if I'm it works. I'm absolutely marrying the Rams. I think they have the potential to win 12 games this season. I don't think that they're a success from last year as far as just offensive production for either the team as a whole or Todd Gurley is going to be replicable just because that was such an anomaly and so much of an outlier. But I think they are still the team to beat. It's their division to lose. Absolutely. They have an excellent, excellent coaching staff. Their special teams is 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 the best in the league, probably, as long as Greg Zerline stays healthy. I don't think there's any reason to believe the Rams won't win the division this year. I, I, I've said it in the past. The only thing that can uh, take the Rams off this train is if the locker room doesn't work out. That's the only thing that can take them off is themselves. But I agree with you. All right, who? I think most people would agree with you. The Rams are the best probably. team in this division. Question is, are you fucking anyone here? Yeah, I am. I'm fucking the San Francisco 49ers. Absolutely you How are. How can you not? How can you not fuck them? This team is going to compete this year. They have maybe the fastest backfield in the NFL, like, period, with with uh, uh, McKinnon. You've got Matt Breda, who ran the ball a little bit for them. And then I don't know if you guys have watched any of this kid. Raheem Mostert is insanely fucking fast. <laughs> I think he has a shot to make it as a third running back. There you go. And they're just going to be scary. Uh, you're not going to be able to stop anybody. They're just going to be gone if you blink too fast. I think Pretty Jimmy's, uh, you guys know, I love Pretty Jimmy. Of course, we have future GQ sexiest man of the year and recently boned by a porn star man, Jimmy 
Jimmy Garoppolo. And their defense, we know, is formidable as well. It, they were formidable last year, and they haven't really lost any of those big pieces. They've added a couple of names to their offensive line. I've, I am all on board the San Francisco 49ers train this year, leaving the station. Choo-choo, motherfuckers. Choo-choo, baby. I like I like San Fran, too. Ballerina, you down with San oh, Fran? 100%. I also think what is underreported is their defense. I think they're going to have a better defense this year. I think their defensive line is going to be really good this year. A lot of high draft picks. Solomon is going to be, yeah. in, in my opinion, he could be up for Defensive Player of the Year if he reaches his potential this year, and this year uh, uh, is going to be big for him. They're playing a weak schedule. I love San Fran this year. I love Pretty Jimmy. Can't wait to have him what, win some Their money. top wide receiver is an Olympic track athlete. I mean, I think you're going to see a lot of uh, a lot of Marquise Goodwin on a nine route just trying to beat the guy opposite him on the defense. Shanahan's be, real stoked. It's going to be fun to watch. So that means are you killing the team that used to win this division all the time and was the toughest place to play in the NFL, or are you killing the team that could be led by Sam Bradford until he breaks his leg on the first play of the game and then Josh Rosen steps in? You know, it's a tough decision, but I actually think this is the beginning of a downhill period for the Seattle Seahawks. They are my kill in this division wow. this year. Wow. Yeah. Um, I know I know the uh, Arizona Cardinals uh, have some serious question marks at, uh, at, at, at the quarterback position. I think they're strong at almost every other level. They have obviously one of the best running backs in the NFL. They've yeah. got Larry Fitzgerald and a young talent in Christian Kirk yeah. uh, to help the wide receiving core. And that defense still has some playmakers on it as well. The Seattle Seahawks, however, have Russell Wilson. They have no established running game, and their first-round draft pick is iffy for a week one start. I think he's got a hand injury. And their offensive, their line, offensive is line is garbage, even though Russell Wilson has said he feels like they're better than they ha- have been since they won the Super Bowl. We'll see if that optimism carries into the regular season. And guys, the Legion of Boom is gone. Let gone. me name you the remaining players. KJ Jay Wright, Bobby Wagner, and Earl Thomas. That's it. None of these guys are there anymore. Shaquem Griffin could be a gamer, the the the, the one-handed linebacker yeah, out of UCF yes. who's going to be playing with his brother. He could very well be a gamer. I just don't see them being able to lean on Russell Wilson entirely, which is what they're going to have to do. Doug Baldwin's a great receiver. I don't think he's a one-man show that can break a game open. Nah, I'm with you. I think uh, I think Arizona's not going to be very good, but oh, I, I'm I agree. really worried about Seattle. In fact, I'm worried enough, uh, Mr. Pete Carroll. I don't think he'll ever get fired from that job, but they might it might be a polite, like, mutual parting ways for Mr. Pete Carroll. But, yeah, I feel you, buddy. I think I'm uh, in agreement with Their you. Their starting tight end is Ed Dixon. <laughs> hey, man. All right, pretty agreement on the NFC West. Let's see if that continues when I break down the NFC East next. Left Coasters. And we have the NFC East, where yours truly predicted the Philadelphia Eagles to run away with this division last year. This is why I'm breaking it down this year. I have the Philadelphia Eagles. They were 13-3 and last year and won themselves a Super Bowl. The Dallas Cowboys were 9-7, and the Washington Redskins 7-9, and and the New York football Giants 3-13 and led them to drafting Saquon Barkley instead of a quarterback, and Eli Manning is still your starter there. So, gentlemen... This division, I think, is going to be a little bit more contentious than uh, in years past. They usually have a new division winner every year. Philly is the defending champion. I don't think you can do anything but marry the Philadelphia Eagles. They lost nothing, really. They lost a few linebackers to this core, but they are so deep at every position. Carson Wentz coming back from an injury, lit up the league last year, probably should have won MVP if he doesn't get hurt. That team wins a Super Bowl, you automatically get the marry next year in the division. I think it's a guarantee. Do I think they'll go 13-3 and win the NFC? No, but I think they will win this division pretty handedly. Agreed. The one team that I will say will give them trouble, and I think, I don't know for certain yet, I haven't made my playoff predictions yet, that'll be next week, but I think they might make the wild card, the Dallas Cowboys. I really, really like Dallas this year, and I can't explain it. Dak Prescott has no one to throw to. Dak Prescott himself has never been like you know a game changer at quarterback. He's been consistent, but not someone you can rely on to win you a game. Ezekiel Elliott might be the worst person morally in the NFL, but he is a <laughs> hell of a running back, and they have a hell of an offensive line. The defense, though injuries and suspensions plague them every year every single year they have playmakers in Irving and, and uh, the kid from Notre Dame the linebacker Sean they, Lee. they have playmakers everywhere but it, it never comes together fully oh, and Leighton Vander Esch is their draft pick they, they, they lost Jason Witten who was the the savior the the leader the veteran leader in that in that room Des Bryant as well for all of his headaches on the sidelines he was a hell of a player for his years in Dallas and both of those players are not there anymore it's Cole Beasley or bust for Dallas but for some reason Inside of me, I feel that the Dallas Cowboys will contend this year. I don't know why. I can't explain it. 
Do you guys agree with the fucking of the Cowboys? I have serious questions about that defense. I, yeah. Not from not yeah. not only from from an injury standpoint, but just a skill standpoint. I mean, can you name me one person in their secondary? Secondary is tough. I can Byron. name you one. Uh, I can tough. name you one. That's Jeff Heath, their safety. Secondary is tough. Uh, who subbed in as a kicker last year when they uh, they Very lost true. Dan Bailey. I can't tell you. I mean, like Sean Lee and Leighton Van Der Escher. I don't know. I have any idea who's on their defensive line? Taco Charlton, uh, maybe. There's there's a, there's a name for you. I, I guess when you look at the rest of the division, I I don't know the Giants. I was gonna are gonna say. Be, I don't know if the Giants are gonna be that good I, this I, year. I, and I, I think you the get Reds, it by default. I, I think, think the Redskins might stink. So I, I think <laughs> Dallas will to win the games that the game plan follows what they plan to set out to do. If a team comes out and tries to beat them by scoring 40 points, then Dallas won't be able to contend. But I think if you play a smash-mouth football game, it gets later in the year, and Dallas is going to be contending and will be a tough beat because of the pros that they have on that team. And they do have cons, but I think the pros outweigh them, and I just feel them. I also think that when you look at the Giants, they have not answered the questions of how they're going to suss solidify the right side of the offensive line absolutely which is why i am killing the new york football giants and it's not even a question wow i love saquon barkley i love odell beckham i hate eli manning <laughs> i think i think eli is truly done i, I put him away like get, get rid of him you need to solve the problem at the quarterback position and by adding more playmakers will not solve that problem i also think the defense stinks i like landon collins a lot but the rest of the players around him especially in the secondary eli apple can't cover a he can't catch a cold to put it to put in old school terms eli apple stinks and they're relying on him to be a shutdown corner it's not going to happen the rest of the d-line and the uh, d- uh, the linebackers in new york i don't think they're going to be good at all. I do like Shermer. I like Shermer as a head coach. I don't think he's going to lose his job after one season, but I don't think they're going to be improving because of Eli Manning. So you don't think the Washington Redskins are worse than the New York Giants? Not even close, because I think Alex Smith is a good quarterback. I don't think he can win you a Super Bowl, but I think he can contend you in the NFL season. The thing that scares me about Washington is they're already getting injuries from everywhere. Running backs From absolutely everywhere. But Alex Smith is a very, very good quarterback, and Jay Gruden is a very, very good quarterback and offensive coach. I think that's a good marriage together. I just don't like the Giants this year. So I'm sorry to all the Giants fans listening, but your team stinks, and you need a quarterback. You had five first-round quarterbacks come in, and you didn't grab one. It's going to haunt you for a long, long time. A long, long time. Hey, but I love Saquon. Well, I mean, but I, I wouldn't want to be I wouldn't want to be in that position either as the Giants because you are sort of between a rock and a hard place. Do I take a quarterback in the next person, you know, whoever's going to succeed, Eli Manning, or do I draft the once-in-a-generation running back Absolutely. talent? Could be Barry Sanders. Who could potentially be the next but Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders, Sanders yeah. never had a winning season. That's like, not true. He had a winning season. Uh, he went know, to the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Ba- Barry Sanders did not lead the he Detroit went to a terrible to team. prominence. Terrible organization. Let's. Uh, that's my NFC East picks. Now, Bry Guy, I'm giving you my division and your division, the NFC North, so let's break it down. Left Coasters. And we have the NFC North, which has everyone's favorite pick to win the Super Bowl, the Minnesota Vikings, coming in as the division winner at 13-3. and They added Kirk Cousins and fully guaranteed his three-year contract, so it better work out, Minnesota. Second place last year with the Detroit Lions at 9-7, and who ended up firing their head coach and hiring the rocket scientist Matt Patricia. Green Bay Packers 7-9, but Aaron Rodgers missed most of the games down the stretch. The Chicago Bears and Mitch Trubisky in his rookie season went 5-11. A new head coach in Matt Nagy, and everyone's picking uh, uh, Mitchell Trubisky to be the next Jared Goff. Brian, the ballerina, Balzarini, cipher through what we have from all the information we've gotten this preseason. You tell me. Who are you marrying in this division? I am marrying the Minnesota Vikings. You're wrong, but keep I, going. I think they are going to be incredibly dangerous if and only if Kirk Cousins can gel with his new offensive coordinator. Yep. That's going to be the X factor. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, he still has maybe the most formidable wide receiving core. Adam Thielen was there was he was the most efficient wide receiver in the league last year, and Stephon Diggs is probably one of the best deep threats as well as uh, just all around well, good you know Playmakers athletes all over, all the, over the place. Yep. Um, and I think having Delvin Cook back this year yep. is going to be an incredible X factor. Their offensive line Stinks. overachieved last year. They stink. Their center Pat, I think it was Pat Fline, I think got hurt this 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 offseason. So I expect them to kind of take a, a a regress so to speak, but there was no better quarterback under pressure than Kirk Cousins last year. I think I think he's best suited for this team. He's going to have to be. 
But I will say that He's defense, that defense is going to be nasty. Defense is going to be awesome. It's going to be arguably the, the, next to the Jacksonville Jaguars, the most stacked defense in the league. I think that's going to be the biggest difference because when I compare it to other other teams in the division, Green Bay, D- Detroit, I think it, they they blow everybody's defense away in the water. Defense is very very good. Uh, the reason I don't marry him is for Kirk Cousins and Kirk Cousins alone. I don't think he can hang with that what that team needs to do. And I think Case Keenum would have been the better quarterback to lead you to what you did last year. Oh, I think you're absolutely wrong. Listen, Kirk can ball. Absolutely, Kirk, Kirk, Kirk wrong. can ball and throw the ball. You deep. think Case Keenum is better than Kirk? Cousins? He was unbelievable behind that shitty offensive line last season. Oh, I disagree. Kirk Cousins 100%. did what he could in Washington, but now with a Case Keenum coming into that team is the same thing that Kirk Cousins is coming into this year. New offensive coordinator, new game plan, new team, new players all over the place in case Keenum succeeded. I don't think Kirk There was be able no to better there was no better play action uh quarterback last year than Kirk Cousins and I think it's going to it's going to be a dangerous dangerous thing for both you the Green Bay Packers and my Detroit Lions, which leads me to my fuck there it is. which is the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I I, I, I I think with Aaron Rodgers back, we all know what that what what they're capable of, but I think they got better in the offseason in the draft in all the positions they needed to get better at. Their their corners look head over heels better. Head over heels. They, they look like they're lining up right. I think the Tony Cavallo draft pick is great. Josh <laughs> he's, Jackson, he, he's he, picks, great. he took a pick six to the house already. Woo-hoo. But I think also having Nick Perry back is going to be huge. I think what they, they've they already lost uh, Ryan, their, their linebacker. Yeah, that's Ryan. Okay, so that's going to be interesting. There's a kid from Vanderbilt who just seems to be faster than everyone else on the field. And, the and I think the slew of wide receivers they picked up in the later rounds are all showing up. I mean, they're getting, they're getting you know, asked to do more than they probably ever thought they were going to be doing their first year, but I think they're going to do fine with Aaron Rodgers. I just want to say now, for those playing fantasy at home, draft Devontae Adams and you will be a happy man. He makes the leap this season all, behind Aaron Rodgers. I, and, I, and I 100% agree. Agree. Uh, that leads me with my my kill, and I'm killing the Chicago fucking Bears. Okay. I thought about my Detroit Lions in this case, but I think the big difference between the Detroit Lions and the Chicago Bears is one guy, and that's Matt Stafford. Yeah. I think Mitchell Trubisky with Matt Nagy, he has looked like shit. <laughs> and I mean, like he gets he gets my my pooper award for the preseason so far. <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky looks like a pile of dung in this preseason, and there wasn't a guy that more people were talking about making that leap, similar to what. Pat, what 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 Nagy could do with 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 uh, with other quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes? I just don't think Mitchell Trubisky is there yet, and I certainly don't believe he has the tools around him to do it. Uh, I I think the Chicago Bears are going to be the worst team in the division. I think the Detroit Lions might be the worst team in football this year. I really do. Um, you take Matthew Stafford off of that team, and you take Mitchell Trubisky off of the Bears. The Bears lights out better than the Lions. Uh, uh, st- uh, 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 disagree. Talent wise, disagree with that. I, I think I think Chicago. I don't think Chicago's gonna be very good. I just think Detroit's gonna be very very bad. I really don't like Patricia. I really don't like what well, I hear out of that camp. I really don't like what the juju I hear going into the season. I think Matthew Stafford is very very good. I don't think Detroit is going to be good at. I'll all. take them. I'll take the Detroit offensive line, although playing very poorly this this preseason. But I will take their pre, their their offensive line over the Chicago offensive line all day for all very, you people. Very very worried about those Lions, and I am dead serious. I think they're the worst team in football this year. Dangles, do you have any doesn't uh, surprise uh, agreements me. or disagreements with what Brian broke down? Uh, I. Uh... No, I Great really take don't. from Dangles, as always. <laughs> Dangles, I better hear some more words coming out of your mouth because you are breaking down the next division. We have the NFC South, the final division for this Mary Fuck Kill after the break. Left Coasters. All right, Dangles, the NFC South had three teams make the playoffs last year, and one team underperformed so much that they cost me and most likely a lot of other people who watch Hard Knocks a lot of money. The NFC South was won by the New Orleans Saints, who were very, very close to going to the NFC Championship game and lost in a heartbreaking fashion at 11-5. The Carolina Panthers were also 11-5, led by a great defense and an un- uh, inaccurate Cam Newton. The Atlanta Falcons, 10-6, when they were faced with first and goal to win the game, they threw seven plays in a row to Julio Jones. Didn't work out for him. And finally, 5-11. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, led for the first three weeks by Ryan Fitzpatrick and maybe led afterwards by Jameis Winston if he can get his job back, which is a crazy thing to think of a year ago. Dangles, 
break down this division. Does Tampa Bay stand a chance? Who's winning? Is it we going to have three playoff teams again? What's going on? I do think there are going to be three playoff teams coming out of this division once wow. again this year. Uh, but I, I also do think that the Atlanta Falcons rise back to that prime territory and they win the division this year. I Matt, agree. Matt, I agree, Matt too. Matt Ryan is riding a big, fat new contract into this season. The Atlanta Falcons are hosting the Super Bowl at their brand-new Mercedes Stadium this year. And I'll be damned if they don't want to play that game, and I think they have the chops to do it. I think Matt Ryan is going to be superb this year. I think the addition of Calvin Ridley to their wide receiving oh, core scary. is going to open some things up for Julio Jones a little bit. They still have Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman in the backfield uh, who have been very, very hard to stop in situational football in the last couple of years. And there's no real big gaps other than Adrian. The Adrian Claiborne is the biggest departure that I'm aware of from their defense. They're returning all of their starters from last year. It's a very fast defense. Yeah, this team is very, very good with guys like Deion Jones and Grady Jarrett, Robert Alford, and Keanu Neal in the backfield. Love uh, Keanu. You, you got to watch out for the, this team. They're going to be good on all sides of the ball. They can beat you downfield. They'll stretch out and they'll run the ball down your throat. I think they're going to be a real hard team to stop. I, uh, I, yeah, I think we both agree with you. I really like Matty Ice this year. I'm a little bit worried about that offensive coordinator, Steve Sarkeesian, but hey, he has so many players. Keep that him away offense. from the booze and we'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, that offense can't <laughs> not be good. He so, looked really good last year, though, the playoffs, who, uh, to give us some credit. Who, who are you fucking, my friend? Ooh, this is really tough. Um, I, I got to fuck the New Orleans Saints. I, I really want to fuck the Carolina Panthers. I believe that they are a playoff team this year. I think they I think that they go 9-7 and seven in that division, and that's good enough to win to get them into the playoffs in the last wild card spot. Mm-hmm. I think Cam Newton is more accurate this year. I think DJ Moore really helps him out as a receiver. And that defense is is – they, they, awesome. I mean, the, is there a better, like, linebacking core than Shaq Thompson, Luke Keekley, and Thomas Davis. I'm no. not sure that there is. I just think that the New Orleans Saints have more weapons. They have more firepower. They can beat you in more different ways. They can beat you on the ground. They can beat you through the air. They can beat you defensively. That their defense is, is improved leaps and bounds from where where it has been. I you know and and the Panthers are without their defensive coordinator this year. Steve Wilk is now gone to coach the Arizona Cardinals. So you got a new guy coming in yep. on defense there. I just think the, the I think the Saints are in a better position to win this year, even with Mark Ingram missing the first couple of, uh, of games. I think Alvin Kamara is going to be hard to stop. Michael Thomas is still one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, uh, and like I said, and, and and their offensive line is solid with the guys like Ryan Ramchick and Zach Streif. I really think that they are going to be a tough team to beat. So then that means you are killing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay, absolutely. I think, uh, I think, yeah. What a cluster! I, I, I don't I think, think yeah. there's any. I don't think there's any uh, any reason you can't do that. Uh, Jameis Winston should not have a job anymore if I were the coach of that team he would be out on his ass you can't I'm sorry there there this guy has had time and time again to show that he has the character to be an NFL quarterback and he's had issues in college and he's now had issues in the pros over and over and over again I just you can't change someone who doesn't want to change. And Jameis Winston has had opportunities to change his behavior, and he hasn't done it. He's a he, the the very fact that he that he is 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 involved in all the stuff that this, this most recent issue was him allegedly groping an Uber driver. Oh, that al- that right that fact alone makes him a cancer to the locker room. Yeah, no, I feel you, buddy. And I mean, if and if he was if he was a a, a stellar product that was deserving of the draft pick he he became, then you could sort of look the other way on all these terrible things that seem to be happening to him. But his play on the field has been so piss poor, I've... especially last year, so piss poor that it, it, is the headache worth. Is it worth the headache? And I don't. I think I agree. I just with you, don't buddy. think it is. There's I no think, running game there anymore either. And that, that team, that head coach, I don't like him either. Like it's just uh, not a lot going well for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, the thing, the reason why you don't overlook the things he's done off the field is because of the the fact that you're giving him not only that amount of money, but the fact, yes. but the fact that he's the guy that you have to rely upon when things aren't going well on the field. So how are you going to rely on him there when he's not doing the things that he needs yep. to off the field? I'd be very curious, just very quickly. Do you think the t- t- Teddy Bridgewater, if he were to become uh, a, a Tampa Bay Buccaneer via trade, do you think that changes uh, the, the 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 fortunes of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I, I, I mean, look, the, the, it would be helpful I'd if Jameis. So bad for Teddy. <laughs> it would be helpful if Jameis Winston were 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 I'd present disagree. and and we're not making poor decisions 
Martin's off the field. Do I think Teddy Bridgewater makes them a significantly different team? I they're, they're, don't know about not that. Not in that division, because but I think they are better he's than... He's a similar quarterback to Jameis Winston in his style of play. He's mobile, but he can step up in the pocket. He's got a good arm. Uh, I, I don't know how much extra dimension he brings to a team that doesn't have a running back. Uh, that, be, that Ronald worried, Jones that, is going to come in. I'd, and play I'd be worried for Teddy Bridgewater just because I want him to succeed the player, and I think that right now playing with the Jets, you know, he knows that he's learning the offense. He's far along with it. Going to Tampa Bay and trying to learn everything new on the fly and being a starter right away would be so difficult. Or to I think do. he would like O.J. Howard, Cameron Braid, sure, Deshaun just, Watson, Evan. I'm Evan, about learning everything Mike on the Evans. fly. Like that's sure. To do. Sure, but then but that's why you have uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. So I, I think that's the most ideal setting for him. I was just curious what you guys would think, but th- I agree with you everything you yeah. said. By the and, way, and 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 an honorary nod to the uh, to the Carolina Panthers. Seriously, like you know, not just because TJ TJ. I know you're out there listening. Not just because TJ is listening. I really do think that they're a playoff team this year. And it was just it's it's tough to choose. It's tough to pick. I don't know. It's tough you to will, pick. We will be putting our money where our mouths are when it comes to playoffs and Week One picks and Week One gravestones next week, September sixth. That's when the week one podcast is coming out. Thank you for listening to the Marry, Fuck, Kill podcast. It's one of my favorites every year. We get sort of in our own headspace and see where these divisions are going. But as always for the Left Coasters podcast, my name is Tony Cavallo. I'm with Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo, Antonio, Brian, the ballerina, Balzarini. And thank you for listening. Football is back. Get ready, race fans, because the ultimate NASCAR experience is about to hit the airwaves. Welcome to Pit Pass NASCAR, the podcast that takes you deep into the heart-pounding world of NASCAR racing. Join us each week as we bring you closer to the NASCAR action with exclusive interviews and all the news and rumors you need with your favorite drivers, team members, and industry insiders. So whether you're a fan of super speedways, short ovals, or road racing, or you've just watched Talladega Nights, Pit Pass NASCAR is the podcast you've been waiting for. Get ready to fuel your passion for NASCAR like never before. Subscribe now to Pit Pass NASCAR on your favorite podcast platform or head to evergreenpodcast.com and get ready to join us. Launching in the fall on Evergreen Podcast Network. Follow us on social media at Pit Pass underscore NASCAR to stay up to date with everything you need to know about the podcast.